Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. DJ Manny, Manny, Bill, Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading up words from Scoop. He give you the business, he show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment, he give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he gave you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT, so why ask? Watch out, watch out. If he out. about it, if he naming them, scoopd.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking, this is Scoop B Radio. You're listening Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop B Radio. In your area code. I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Follow me on Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Snapchat Scoop underscore B. Make sure to subscribe to Scoop B Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. This episode of Scoop B Radio is brought to you by the Wooter app. Use the promo code SNOOP and you save a ton of money off your first purchase at Wooter. Mike London, head coach of Howard University Football, joins us on Scoopy Radio and talks about their three-point win over UNLV a couple weeks ago. You'll enjoy the interview. DJ Manny L, cue the tape in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's Squilly, y'all. Lay some treats on us. I listen to Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio on the gridiron on the phone, on the train, everywhere you want to be, make sure to subscribe to Scoopy Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, everywhere in between. Simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. On the line with Mike London, head football coach at Howard University. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Man, a few weeks ago, Howard was a 45-point road underdog against UNLV. 
What was your motivation for you, you and your team going in? Well, you know, we, uh, we came here with a new culture, a new understanding of how we wanted to operate the program, hired a, a, a great group of coaches, um, a buy-in effect from, you know, the athletic director, Kerry Davis, and, and Dr. Wayne Frederick, the, the, the president of the university, wanted to, you know, improve the athletic uh, department, and particularly football. So when you had that kind of buy-in, then all of a sudden, you, uh, you know, the kids start to show that uh, anything is possible. So we, we adopted the phrase mission possible. And uh, that's on the field, off the field, you know, in the classroom, all those things. And we took that to uh, Las Vegas with us and, and uh, you know, experienced a great victory. You know, obviously we played another one the week after. It was close in the game. And then this past week, we ran into a very, very good University of Richmond team. But um, these first three games have been really uh, opportunities for us to, you know, to, to see how, you know, to see how well we can improve and, and, and how well we can play and hang with, you know, with, uh, with, with competition out there. So we look forward to, you know, this first game, this, is a, this, this next game against Bethune Cookman is our, our first home game. And so we're road tested, road warriors, and we look forward to having our first game, you know, uh, at Green Stadium at, at Howard University. And I don't want to tell you sure, we're going to talk more about Howard football in a minute. I, I do, do have to ask this, the irony you you have to think that's pretty ironic. You guys are a forty five point underdog. Vegas sports books are saying that anybody who bought into it would be a very rich man or woman. You have to think that's ironic that you go to Vegas to beat UNLV. <laughs> uh you know, what happens in Vegas definitely didn't stay in Vegas <laughs> and we enjoyed an opportunity to uh to really make, you know, some some you know, some good national attention and you know it's good for the school it's good for universities it's good for all howard alumni and stakeholders so um yeah, as i said that that was something that happened early on in the season now you know, in the game four and we want to make sure we improve you know as a football team to, to continue or to get back on that winning ledger again so um but it was it was a great event it was a great uh, it was a great opportunity for our guys to travel out there and, and experience that whole experience there um so now we're uh, like I said, as, as the season's gone on, now we're, we're on to uh, you know we're on to the film coming coming to Howard this time. When you look at uh, me living in the New York metropolitan area, uh, watching uh, you know Rutgers uh, beat Morgan <laughs> this past weekend, um, a lot of times you see schools that play the bigger schools, and most people when they look at the schedule they'll overlook you know not just a, a, a MEAC school but any other smaller school that plays a, a, a bigger powerhouse. What right. was different about the matchup with UNLV and Howard? Scoop B Radio. Well, you know, I, I, I've been on both sides of it. I've been an FBS coach playing at FCS school. I've been an FCS coach playing at FBS school. And it, it's mindset. I mean, you know, again, whether it's at Howard or at uh, UNLV or at your high school where you play, the field is 100 yards, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, so it all the matters what happens between the white lines. And I think, you know, again, a lot of it has to do with mindset. You're at FBS schools, you know, you're playing maybe, you know, a, a lower division. And it, it's, a, you know, human nature is, you know, is what you make of it sometimes. And you undervalue, uh, you underestimate you know, who you get ready to play, up, play against. And on the other hand, guys have a chance to go play at an upper-level school. Uh, you know, it, it's a great opportunity because they might have something going on where they didn't get recruited by an FBS mm-hmm. school or, or the opportunity to play and show what they can do is something that they, they covered as well. So we just happened to hit the right right moment at the right time that our guys were anxious and, and willing to play and, and went up with a mindset that, uh, 
we travel to go play a game. We, we travel to go play and win all games, not just sure. because it's just at, at school. So um, that was the mindset that was that was created. We we are continuing to strive to have that, no matter who we play, home or away. Last question about UNLV, and I'll move on. What two questions have you heard the most, and are you sick of answering from reporters across the country concerning that one? What is Kalen Newton really like, and does he really like the Gumby-style haircut? Those are two questions. How did you answer both of those? I said Kalen Newton is his own person. You know, he's got a, he's got a brother that supports him. That uh, that wants him to develop to be the best quarterback, person, teammate he can be, and um, you know he wants to rock the Gumby style haircut. That that that's on him. I, you know, I, I just uh, I'll support that. So uh, you got to find a barber that that you can cut it that way. But, and it's uh, you know, gentlemen first. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I'm just saying he's uh, when it comes to that, he's a great young man, very humble. You know, we're going to need him to play his best football game as we prepare for Bethune-Cookman. And he will. Uh, I, I know he will. What type of competitive that he is. But, um, you know, I, I just I just think he, he can't be special. Coach, you were a police officer and a detective in, in Richmond, Virginia, with the City Streets Crimes Unit before pursuing a coaching career. That's like, you're like the coaching equivalent to Shep. <laughs> Did you say Shep? Yes, because you know he's a police officer. Did on top of him, he's smarter than guy. So that, like that'd be like Pat Riley being a cop. Huh. You know, um, I got cut by the Cowboys, and mm-hmm. I, you know, if if NFL didn't work out, then I'd always wanted to be a Secret Service agent or U.S. Marshal. And, and when that happened, um, you know, they said you needed law enforcement experience in terms of you know being a marshal. So. I, uh, I joined the police academy in the city of Richmond, and since six months of uh, you know uh, the academy, and then when I got uh, out on the road, my first job was I was I was riding parking tickets, you know, in a, <laughs> in a, at, at a beach area. I'm like, wait a minute, I've got to be born of this. And so, um, about not too long after that, they said we got we got a thing called uh, a unit called Project Patrol or Community Policing, where you get to do undercover stuff. You get to you know you know we're gonna you're gonna track and follow the you know um, you know, some, 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 some people out there that are, you know, some of the toughest people in the community. And, and that's what I wanted to do. And so I did that for about three and a half years and, and had, you know, close encounters and, you know, but, you know, we talk about the standards of the team, you know, we talk about go to class, show class and treat people with dignity and respect. I, I learned the latter part and my coaching philosophy was adapted by the last about treating people with dignity and respect. Because what comes out of your mouth matters. What you say mm-hmm. to people, you can escalate, you can escalate or de-escalate a situation. You can, you can inflate or deflate, you know, uh, a, a person. And so, um, communication is always key. You know, to me, it continues and it'll always be one of the, one of the statements that we have with our, with our football team. But just in life in general, you know, so many things. So I learned that being a police officer more specifically, dealing with, uh, you know, with elements out there that, you know, may not be too friendly to me. Hmm. But was it your, did you did you when you switched back into coaching? Was it because being a police officer wasn't your passion? Did it turn into your passion? Like what what was the turning point? Getting going from being a police officer to coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, it was on a you know, ESPN did a great 
great um, job on it. There was a, it could be a real story here. There was a, a robbery that was happening in the area of the town, and uh, a partner and I were in plain clothes. We pulled the van over in the van. It was a van uh, was full of young young people in it, and um, in an attempt trying to get the driver to uh, get his hands off the steering wheel, I struggled with him. He pulled a revolver, pulled the trigger, and, uh, and it didn't go off. So, um, you know, by the grace of God, that didn't happen. And as we went on through the process of going through the court trial and all that, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the case or the, the charge charges that they had were uh, because they were youthful offenders. Um, you know, it was dropped down to, to something that was, uh, you know, basically a misdemeanor. So I, I kind of got disenfranchised a little bit with the, with the criminal justice system after if the gun had went off, it'd be, you know, I would be here talking about this, but, um, but it didn't. And at that point, there was a coach that was an assistant coach when I was a player at the University of Richmond. He was the head coach at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about, you know, perhaps uh, a different lifestyle, a different choice. And, and so it just timing is important to encounters a lot of times. And, and the timing of it, when that event happened as a police officer and then the, you know, the coaching opportunity happened. And uh, if I wasn't going to play in the NFL and look like the U.S. Marshals or the FBI wasn't going to be a thing for me, then the coaching opportunity opened up. And, and that's, that's what I did. Coach Mike London on the line, Scoopy Radio, talking Howard, talking his police officer career. Brother, when, when you were talking about that journey, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies, In Too Deep with Omar Epps. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, have. Yeah, you're like, yeah the, you're like the living Jay Reed. <laughs> um, you know, I, it's, uh, I, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I've seen what people do to each other in, a, in the most horrific and negative way. And, um, I, you know, it makes you value and appreciate people that are in your life. It makes you evaluate, you know, the opportunities that you have. Um, being a coach now, it, it really it really accentuates the fact there's a need for, for guidance, for discipline, for tough love, for, you know, for coaching, teaching, modeling, mentoring, all, all those things, you know, because when you, we see people that are desperate in their, in their lives and what they do and, the, and, the, and, the, and what they'll do in order to, uh, you know, just, just stay alive and survive. It's, uh, it, it's something that gets your attention. So now being a coach, it's, it's, it's important that these guys become educated men. They become, uh, you know, in the 21st century, there's, you know, this, this life has, this world presents a lot of challenges. Sure. I'm educated with a Howard degree, which is one of the best universities in the, in the entire country. It, it's critically important. You know, so it, it's been really good me being here because the whole athletic department and the coaches that have been hired and the and the, just the culture now is really changing how I've seen it and uh, I'm experiencing it now. And that's that's one of the positive things being in a place that uh, that's that's positive in reaching out and uh, and, and influencing our, our young student athletes. Howard University, you mentioned, <clears throat> has a new culture. Uh, you replaced Gary Harrell as, as head coach. Uh, he was part of that 93 undefeated Howard team that won the MEAC Conference Championship. How much work did it take for you to create a different culture in your time there as the, as the, in the Bison's locker room? You know, culture is an always ongoing process. Um, you know, you, you start from all different areas. And, and as, as I said, for me, you know, starting with the, the going to class part of it is critical in terms of the development of a player. Um, you know, you don't go to class, and you know what? You might not travel on a trip, or you might not wear an Under Armour jersey, or whatever it might be. But 
just to draw the attention that you're there to get an education because you're a student athlete. The show class and how you handle adversity and how you handle success. You know, obviously, there's a lot of adversity that's been handled over the years, um, you know, in different ways. But you're right. 93 was that championship year. You know, Jay Walker, you know, those guys, uh, you know, have there's a lot of stakeholders that have a lot put a lot into Howard football. And they want to see this, this program, uh, you know, be elevated again to where it was. So, you know, the, uh, the, the part about treating people the way they should be treated in terms of dignity mm-hmm. and respect is you, you can't move on to where you want to be if you don't understand the past. So we, we, we understand the championship team. We also understand the years that followed that, that weren't perhaps quite as successful, but we understand the importance of, you know, getting back to an area where, you know, we, we, we elevate ourselves from what we do on the field, you know, how we play, how we recruit. Our recruiting class right now for 2018 is is really good. It, it, it's really good. So it takes talent. It takes a profile student-athlete that wants to do it in the classroom. It takes uh, the commitment of an athletic department, which we have, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, could get you the resources, you know, to, to draw in those top student-athletes. So that's what's been going on, and, and that's what's happening now. So, you know, it's a process. It's a journey. It's not an overnight fix, but it's something that, uh, you know, when you feel like you're in lockstep with people that are helping you get there, it, it makes it all worthwhile. So, uh, you know, so here we go. Get ready for game four of a still a very young season, but we're excited about the opportunity. And you say get ready for game four. Howard is one and two and coming off of a 68 to 21 loss to Richmond, a school you coached at. Where specifically can Howard get better? You know, when you, when you look at your games and how you play, um, to me, one of the things that was, was evident is in the third down situation, you know, we were at first at the half, we were one for eight. They were like five for five. When you can't move the ball, uh, you have to punt the ball, then, uh, you have issues. They didn't have to punt. You know, uh, one of the other things is we got to do a better job tackling. You know, that's, that's a fundamental part of it that we got to do, make sure we do whatever we need to do, whether it's uh, by scheme, by by teaching more, by whatever, they putting another guy in there. I mean, it, it's important that a defender knows how to tackle, so we got to do that a lot better. Um, and then, you know, our special teams play can give us some field posi- uh, position opportunities, and, and we got to do, although we did better in the return game, we got to do better in you know, this recovery parts of it. So um, I, I think we have, I know we have the offense that's an explosive offense that can put points up. But like I said, when you don't, when you have a second and long, and then you throw the balls to incomplete, and you have a third and long, you allow teams to dial up and come after you and get you. So we just, again, we just got to make sure we have those third down makeable, those makeable downs. But um, with a guy like you know, with Kalen Newton, a guy like Anthony Filial, who's he had preseason offensive player of the year, Kyle Anthony was a, a preseason candidate, you know, on offense as a wide receiver. There are weapons there, and so we're going to have to utilize them in a, in a manner that's going to help us be successful. And although you, <clears throat> you, I swear, if the career with coaching doesn't work out, which I believe it will, TV or radio could be your thing because you've been segueing my <laughs> questions. I've been having to switch them left and right. You, you talked about Kalen Newton uh, on your football team. He has a famous last name. Uh, you look at sports currently uh, with families. You have the balls with Lonzo, Leangelo, Lamelo, and then you know their father, LeBron. Um, and then you look at the Mannings in football, Peyton and Eli. Uh, it's easy to compare uh, Kalen to his brother, uh, Cam, one of the, the Carolina Panthers. From your football expertise, how are they similar and how are they different? Well, uh, I just thought it was different. 
Cam is six five. Kalen's about five foot ten and a half on a good day, standing on stilts. You know, so. Um, but uh, but they're similar that they're 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 athletic guys that can make a a five yard scramble and turn it into a fifty five yard scramble. I've seen that happen in a game and in practice. I've seen both of them do it. Um, you know, Cam's got a strong arm. You know, because he's accomplished and where he's been over the years. You know, Kalen, this is his will be his fourth game as a college quarterback. And so mm-hmm. he's only going to get better with his, with his arm and his accuracy. Um, now, there's a, there's a will that both of them have that, uh, you know, a will to compete that uh, I see that being very, you know, very, very similar. So, um, you know, obviously for the, for the physical differences, size-wise and things like that, and that's obvious to see that. But I think, you know, when, when he talks to people and calls home, he's calling and getting some pretty good advice now, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, – you know, from you know, from brother or from dad, whoever it might be, his circle of uh, influence. You know, his circle of friends that that, uh, that surround the family. So, I look forward to him improving as a quarterback. We're, we're going to need for him to improve as a quarterback, and if he does that, then you know, we'll have an opportunity to win more games. And, and, uh, and starting with uh, this, this one coming up this week. You've had various stops as a positions coach all over the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, you've also been a head coach at Richmond and Virginia. What was appealing about the Howard coaching job, and what was your familiarity? Well, you know, I, I've been really blessed and fortunate to have been in different places, different venues, from NFL to BCS, just all over. And uh, I've said this before that, all of us kind of stand on the shoulders of somebody else that has helped us. And during my time as a young coach, a guy like Ron Dickerson or Tyrone Willingham were guys that always looked mm. up. And I got a chance to meet Coach, you know, Coach Willingham, and and we did some seminars and things together. And I was like, man, that that guy, that's what I want to be. And um, and now you get to the point in your career that uh, it's your turn now to to make sure you take some coaches that are perhaps young that are trying to get into the profession. It's your turn to stoop down and let them stand on your shoulders. And so, you know, life is cyclical that way. Um, also, the opportunity for some longevity at a place. My son is on the staff. I'm still regionally close to the to my family. I'm from Newport News, Virginia. Um, you know, I went to high school with Allen Iverson, went to high school. Bubba Chuck. Uh, yeah, you know, so I uh, know him. You know, know him in the, you know, the, that area down there is a Tidewater area called the 757. So I'm from mm-hmm. down in that area. And, you know, so. And I, at every place I've been, I've been to a school with a high, high academic mission, and it's no different from Howard, William & Mary, Richmond, Boston College, UVA. So those things were, were extremely appealing, and, um, and, and the ability, to, the chance to build and to, and, and to bring this back is, is something that, uh, that very much appealed to me. And like I said, you have uh, you know, your, your athletic department, your AD, and your president that buy into that vision as well. I mean, it makes it makes it all worthwhile so that's why we're here okay so last question you you mentioned that you grew up uh and went to high school uh, with, with alan iverson and he's actually uh been a guest on scoopy radio so i'm going to remix the question i asked him to tailor to to you so i'm linked up with alan iverson two months ago uh and it was the anniversary of notorious big's death and i asked him to name his favorite uh biggie lyric and of course he mentioned um the song Young G's with Jay-Z, Puffy, and Biggie, uh, a, a lyric that he said. So I'm going to remix the question. Here's a question for you. You're going up against a big school for a big game. 
what three rappers or singers are in your headphones on the way to a game to get you caught? <laughs> what three singers I, well, or rappers? You, oh, singers or rappers? Yeah, well, either I, or. No, no, I, no. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. Okay. Uh, Al Green's Hot Grits and all. I'm, I'm, I'm his fan. You know, um, and you know, I, I'm a. I also kind of like, 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 like jazz. I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I, I could put on some Miles Davis too now hmm. and just listen to that. So I know it's, it's just different kind of genres between the three of them. But, but uh, you know, and growing up with my father and mother, who's you know, I'm a military brat basically. That. 35 years retired Air Force and mm-hmm. living all over Germany, Africa, uh, Hawaii, California. I've heard, I've heard that music, you know, in, in our household and, uh, and, uh, and, and you come to, you know, be comfortable with it when I hear it. So I'll play music at practice sometimes. And when I, as soon as the Michael Jackson comes on, the players like coach, now you gotta, you know, we gotta go on to something else. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a personal favorite, uh, listening to it, you know, and, um, uh, and that's that's what I that's what I listen to. Well, I think Michael is timeless. T- today, tomorrow, yesterday, ten years ago, Michael had a had as well as Stevie Wonder. They they have a, a classic feel. Definitely, and you know what? And Stevie would be there too. I mean, he you know he's uh, he's one of the all time greats. I've seen him live in concert. Uh, I mean, he's he's fantastic. So, uh, but you you can't go wrong with Stevie either. What's I actually have a bonus question. You talked about your players um, and, and the music playing in practice. If you had to name one person who, or one artist that's prevailing in that locker room as far as music, who would it be? One artist that prevails in the locker room? Yes. I would say uh, probably uh, edited Drake. <laughs> okay. I'm playing edited music at practice because it's loud and uh, I just want to make sure – what comes out is is uh, representative of uh, what's important to me. You heard it first. Coach Mike London, head coach of Howard University Football. Sir, good luck with the rest of your season. Thanks for having me. I look forward to speaking with you again uh, in the near future. Yes, sir. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Love it. Love it. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.